Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Buzz. 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 Top Chef, season 17. This is the after show. This is an all-star season. This is episode 10. Can you believe we've made it? No, it's like a, it's like a marker for how long we've been in quarantine. Yeah, it's not that we've made it to the end of the season. It's that we've made it to 10 weeks in We're June. shocked that we're double digits of weeks of quarantine. We're alive. Yeah, we've hit double digits. Guys, here's the deal. Uh, this is Dave. He has no idea that I just ordered pro-level haircutting scissors for him from Amazon. And he's going to wake up tomorrow a new man, a Mohawk man. I'm going to... Dave Gordon. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to do it in the, in the night. Right. You're going to dream of snip, 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 snip. And you're not going to know why. That's frightening for a few reasons. And there's going to be hair all over the pillow. A nice bed of, of my lush hair. I'm going to vacuum it. Great, great. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. And this is Anne. Anne. Hi. Little tidbit. If you include those, you know, little previews and recaps that they do at the beginning and end of every episode. Yes. You have actually appeared in more episodes this season than some of the actual contestants. Yes. Mustache job, looking at you. Oh, it's a sick burn, but it's a burn in which I benefit. It's true. Sorry, a little hair fly. Yes, it's true. I got to be in an episode, but also the coming up and the recap. Little bookends. Take my shots where I can get them. Guys, let's get into the beverages. Let's get into the rundown of what is to come on today's show. This is episode 10, as we said, takes us to faraway exotic Japan by way of the LA Coliseum. Thank you. After a quick fire that is a sweet trip for some of the chefs and it gives others a little bit of a toothache, our chef testings face one of the most grueling challenges yet, cooking tiny portions for giant athletes. Just kidding, the athletes are normal size, but the portions are still very tiny. We find out creating a perfect, precise six-course Japanese meal is not for the faint of heart, even if you are a power lifter. Buckle up for an episode that causes one judge to pick something out of their teeth while saying, what the shell? And then sends one other judge home for ducking it up. Again, looking at you, Karen. Yuck, yuck. This is Ducking Top Chef. Did you love that? Thank yes, you. Yes, I did. This is Top Chef. The after show. You might notice our thin glasses tonight because... We're celebrating this week. We're celebrating. Side yeah. plug, watch Labor of Love, my reality show. Thank you. It's on Fox. So Dave got us for the premiere last night a really cute basket of like bougie hipster food things and a yummy sparkling suavage, which is also a Top Chef reference. It is indeed. And this is from our favorite little bougie hipster market. It's called the Milk Farm. So support local, especially in these trying times. Um, Oh, yes. Okay. We've got our fans already here for the chat. Fans, we love you. Please tell us other things. Yeah. Obviously, this was filmed before the Olympics. Is a bummer. Mostly huge bummer because the winner of this week's challenge gets two tickets to Japan. Womp. Do you think they'll maybe just still give them the tickets to Japan? To use it another another time? Maybe. Who knows? Hopefully. Is Bravo nice? I don't know. I'm not allowed to comment. Yes. This, nice. this may or may not have been mentioned, but it was also especially sent for me because 
in addition to uh, Top Chef being yes. a huge passion of mine. Yes. The Olympics are really, I really Dave love has them, an especially encyclopedic the, the knowledge of the Olympics. Olympics. So. They're just so good. He literally so knows every event, most of the countries that have won for basically every year and a ton of the Olympians in so much that when we started dating, it was coming into the Olympics. Oh, it was Summer Olympics. No, it was the Winter Olympics. It was the Winter dating. Olympics. Which and he said, we haven't been dating that long. And he goes, I need to tell you something. And I was like, oh my God, you've been married before. You have babies stashed away. You're a murderer. And he was like, I love the Olympics. And yeah, I'm like, both, just okay. like the Olympics. He's like, no, I really love the Olympics. Meaning do not call me or come over or talk at me unless you're there to watch the Olympics for two weeks. Yeah, it wasn't as if I was. Like, I brought an America themed cake. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go crazy. I didn't watch like the side coverage on like CNBC. The point is, the point is, can you subscribe to our YouTube channel? Even though there's only three episodes left, you might never get rid of us. We might have gotten a taste for this and we're going to do this all the time with other shows. Just saying. Also, listen to us, podcast, subscribe, watch, like, follow me on Twitter, Annabelle Walls on Twitter. My Instagram is private because it's kids, kids pictures. You don't need to kids see Kids stuff. You don't need it. Taste of the episode. Oh, sorry. But speaking of competition... Even though we don't have the Olympics, we do have, now that we don't know what's going on in the show in terms of, I was in an episode last week, so I knew who was still there. And this is the first episode we get to watch where we don't know who's going home and for the rest of the season. We have a couple special guests today. One of them is a couple who we like to do fantasy Top Chef leagues with, who you might recognize from an earlier episode, who themselves are reality pros. So we're going to talk our own competition. They were nice enough to sit it out for nine weeks while we floated in our free... And they're in, they're in New York, so they're nice enough to be awake late for us. And then our other guests we're going to bring on at the end of the episode are our Last Chance Kitchen correspondents because we have a lot to talk about for Quite Last Chance Kitchen. Almost more than the episode itself. We have so much to talk about that we got to really just fly through the quick fire. Which, oh, we're not going to be here for two hours. Well, I don't think Brianna would like that very much, but she's our producer. She's Fine. fantastic. I told her she can talk, but she doesn't want to. You guys, this episode's called Colossal Coliseum Kaisaki. You know, I would have edited that title, but that's fine. I love it. What kind of dish does this episode remind you of and why? Mine's not that good, so I'll just go first. I just had a rotating sushi bar at the airport where it's just going around because it's challenging to get something that's really good. And I feel like it was challenging for these chefs to master Japanese cuisine in a day. Please. This one might be a bit of a stretch of statement. Yours is good. Yours is good. This was like, again, I've never actually sold on a dish, but this was like taking a cooking class with an expert. They explain everything. They give you all the tools that you need. And then you recreate it. And it's pretty good. And you're happy with the work that you've done. But you haven't spent your entire life mastering these skills. This is you're going out there for one time and trying your best and and hoping for the best. These, These contestants... Don't yeah. Don't do this type of work. This Dave is has a larger issue with this for. challenge, which we'll get into with our guests too. Not t- not making you stop now. Yeah, but it was fun. It was I fun. enjoyed it. Yeah, and they tried he, their best. He kills in cooking shows. Nope, cooking classes. He kills in cooking shows. In cooking classes, he literally becomes teacher's pet, and it's the best thing you've ever seen. It is so. He's like, I'll volunteer. It's the best thing you've ever seen. Okay, very quickly, top of the show, we get the ladies pump up time. Stephanie, mm-hmm. Melissa. Very clearly positioned as the comeback kids. Melissa is way down on herself in a scary way that we as Melissa fans do not like because of Restaurant Wars and her not great week last week. Stephanie lives in a zone called down on herself, but she gets a really good character moment. She's clearly set up to have a big, you know, if nothing arc else, this, yeah, this episode. I could hear about her brother. It's just like, it was gnarly. It was a really well done character moment for her. It truly was. I agree. I always liked her. Yeah, I mean, this episode is is her shiny moment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. 
quite, and she is quite likable. She's so likable. Yeah, a little, a little she, nerdy, maybe. Yeah, like she's just kind Who of an odd it? duck in a good way. Yeah. Um, not to Karen. Karen doesn't like duck because she messed it up. Ha ha. Uh, guys, quick fire. I don't even understand how they got into the setup. Like, I think I missed the actual setup because there's two children running around screaming, but they're making desserts. They have pastry chef Sherry Yard, not Mary Berry, which was very exciting for a second, but no. Sherry Yard, and they're making pastry using the ingredients that you correctly identified from a smell test. They always do the smell test. I feel like this was like, not a whatever quick fire, but like, it's a it's a trope. They've done this before. Yeah, well, fine. yeah, I, I, I like- not for dessert. I'm always- baffled by how few ingredients these chefs get. But we always like, talk about this, they literally smoke and burn their tongues. We find that chefs can barely, many of them, not all, most of them probably can, but many chefs can't really taste that well. How is it- Epigrotals. How is it that they're as good as they are? It's just something that, that always impresses me in a good way, all the same. These good. were the all-stars, and so they did do much, even the worst of them did better as a group than other groups how in previous seasons. How many, to our viewers, all five of you, how many do you think if you had 20 ingredients to smell, most of them sweet, but they really messed with them with the prosciutto. How many do you think you would smell correctly? How many do you think you would smell correctly? You're pretty good at this. I think I would. Sorry, good. smell and taste. It was a taste test. Yeah, I think I would, I would be really Wait, good, but I. Tasted, yeah. yeah, yeah, they tasted. I think I would be really good, you'd but at really the same good. time. You'd be good. Unless we're it was not, vegetarian we're not meat. that way and you find that things that you can identify all of a sudden you can't really do. Just like pretending. But right? I do think that I would, with, with, with many of those things. I think things, you would get. In the teens, for sure. I would. I think I would have done pretty well. Yeah, me too, because of smell. Yeah, but also then meat. But that's the whole thing. Okay, guys, here we go. Most ingredients guessed correctly. Our girl Stephanie, fifteen out of we think twenty. Out of twenty, yeah. Pretty impressive. Seventy-five percent. That's good. And there are some obscure ones in there for sure. Least amount smelled correctly. Are you surprised? The Marks. Who thinks because he should have? He was on a show called The Taste. That I know that they've edited out 15 other times he talked about being on the taste. I'm 100% positive. But for this one, they're like, you know what? Just let him have the mention of the taste. He's mentioned it at least three times on camera. He thinks he should be good at it. He's not. Um, and then you use the ingredients to make a pastry from the blind sniff test, which is how I identify what t-shirts to put on in the morning. So the better you did, the more time you got to bake yep. Yep. or cook and the yep. more ingredients you got to use because you got to use the ingredients you correctly did. So the people that had the most time were... Greg and Steph, and they made coconut curds, fancy thing, and peach galette, delicious, give that to me. People in the middle was an olive oil pistachio cake from our girl Melissa, and lychee curd situation from Voltaggio, fancy. Too much stuff, a little crumbies. And then the people who had the least time was Karen with a coconut panna cotta from Bish. They only had a half hour. And then a wood-fired cake from the Marks. Which I knew was gonna be good, because how it did that be? Just uh, yeah, so fair. simple, so easy. It was very hard to see on camera the cake, but bottom, Karen oh, and Voltaggio. What are these crumbies? Why are they touching? What's happening? Top, Malarks and Melissa. Who won? Uh, Melissa won. Because olive oil cake is delicious. We, I mean, and our she whole was family. Determined. Oh, yeah. Our whole family was saying, all we four parties, that. even all, the one year old was like, huh? Yeah, we, well, we love a good olive oil cake. We love a good pistachio cake. I mean, that was just right in our wheelhouse. Right in our wheelhouse. Let's talk about what she won because this gets us right into the elimination challenge. What did she win? She won a few things. Yeah. One. Pride. Well, they, they were the challenge was to create a six-course progressive Japanese Olympic meal. And so by winning, she was not only able to choose her course within the meal, but assign the remaining courses to the other contestants. Narnar, since we're entering the Thunderdome, this is a good time to bring on our personal 
friends and yet in their fantasy league are nemesis. Our our friends Katie and Alden, but our nemesis are fremicides because we have a wicked top chef fantasy league going for how many years have we done this for? A lot. Five plus? Yeah, we took we took a break. There's been breaks. To have to have children. We move cross country. We can't stop it. Most yeah, the ladies we birthed the children. But there's been quite a few of these. We're there for support. (laughs) <laughs> and, and we discussed this last time you guys were on. We have, hello, welcome, by the way. We have done it various ways. So this is definitely our most interesting way of doing it because never have one of the four of us, talking about me, been on the show. So we've never had to start mid-season. So never before have we truly had this it's much very information. very unusual circumstance. Have we, didn't we do the yeah. other All-Stars? That's what I was trying to think. Did we do the other All-Stars as a fan, like where we knew about the chefs before? I don't no, think so, I don't think no. So. I think we've only done regular the, season before. The last time we did this, we were both pregnant, and I made you take me to Soho House because I was like, you can't have your baby before I get my prize dinner. We that's, couldn't even drink. That's oh, memory. We couldn't even drink. What are you guys drinking now? This is, this is why our daughter is so smart. She is. Oh, that Sloane Bologna is like elephant memory, the way that Goldie is. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it fools me like daily. It makes me feel very stupid. This it's is Lillet and soda on ice. Mm. That's a bitch. And that's a very chef. That's a chef drink. What is yours, Alden? Four roses on ice and nothing. I just said horchata. I was very confused. Four I mean, our next guest also like four roses. They, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a there's bunch a of through line. You guys like stuff. Okay, so let's talk about this. I do want to talk about the fantasy draft first, and then that will play into obviously how we rooted for the elimination challenge because Dave had to keep reminding me that I was rooting for the wrong person. Yeah, it really changed our rooting interest. Yeah. It's very confusing. So we did a snake draft. Well, you would explain how we draft. Sure. Well, there was only six chefs remaining. But right. we knew that someone was coming back from the Last Chance Kitchen, which we had to sort of like... Right. Decide whether or not they were going to play into it. I think right. we decided to keep them out of the mix. Right. Let's just go with the six who are remaining. We each get three picks. Um, in order to keep things as fair as possible and as even footing as possible, um, one team got the first, fourth, and fifth picks. The other team got the second, third, crazy, and sixth picks. That means that the average draft value of each pick is as close as mathematically possible. This is Dave's job, literally. Otherwise, you would have yeah, to. Yeah, like, you're a statistician. Yeah. yeah, when he says these things, it's, I just go, yum, yum. Otherwise, it would be much less. No, I do wonder. And we've done this before. So we had a very official FaceTime uh, or a Zoom or whatever we did while we were walking around draft yesterday and we taking Pocahontas y'all just the river. chucked a quarter on the floor and it worked out not in our favor but in our favor because it's like it worked it's, out well. it's fine so what happened who did you pick you got first pick first pick of these cream of the crop who'd you pick well we let you have first, first pick, pick. Won the sorry coin you toss. won the coin toss and you decided right. you and I knew, so wait wait i wanted to give you first pick because sure. i knew who you were going to pick. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Get in and here. you wanted the extra chef. And I wanted the extra at the end. Nightmare. Well, I have some interesting comments. Yeah, yeah which, so which now I regret. And maybe, <laughs> maybe it's all gone downhill. What happens when you gamble, everyone? Okay, so uh-huh. you're right. We picked first. And we picked exactly who you thought we were going to pick. Yeah, exactly. We uh-huh. knew. We, we knew who the top choice was. It we, was a Sophie's choice yeah, over we here. Like, it wasn't Gregory, just, and I will tell we, you, we labored over that. We were literally in discussions for quite a bit about yeah. who we would take yeah. with our first pick yeah. if we had said choice. And we were 50-50 on Gregory and Melissa. And Wait, I'm, ride, I'm ride or die Melissa. Yeah, we're like Melissa all the way. Yeah. 
the tiebreaker was Trick in a final, that. if they literally created like an even exactly perfect, even meal, I just think that Gregory would get the edge just based on like, I think he's endeared himself a little bit more to the judges. Oh, I Melissa's the I, only, I only chef that's gotten the Michelin star. Yeah. That's exactly what I, I, I Katie, that is exactly what I said to him. I said, not one other chef has gotten two times them say this is a Michelin dish. I Look, trust me. It was not Sophie's choice because they're named Sophie. It was like really <laughs> hard and like ridiculous because it was like, and we knew obviously the way the whole draft don't, we, we all were like, tier one is these two, tier two is yeah. these two. Yeah. It was going to be that anyway. Like yeah. we're all formidable fantasy league players here. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously if you chose Melissa, we would have gone Gregory exactly. immediately. And so then next tier was Karen and Voltaggio. Yeah. So what was your, what was your decision-making process there? So you guys picked Karen. Okay, so we have a soft spot for Karen because of her passion and pink hair. Also, she had been eliminated to come back with that fire. Agreed. Agreed. We thought there was going to be something under her touch to keep her going. The the fear factor of being eliminated again. Yeah, she has has that attitude. A lot of of people who have come back from being eliminated end up winning so riding that wave of fear yeah. essentially say what riding that wave of fear of being you know what this is how i messed up i'm gonna i'm gonna correct and yeah. come straight this time so. yeah i think that was i mean there was no wrong picks it was just literally which of the four best which two of the four best do we all want Right. And which of the honestly, dogs? like Voltaggio is an amazing chef, but he gets in yes. too much. He overthinks things sometimes, it seems like. like. So, you know. Here. So we got Voltaggio, and then of the bottom two, don't need to gloat, but had a great week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a great time for her to have her shining moment. She was either going to do great this week, Stephanie, we're talking about. Yes. She's going to be packing the bags. Like that right. was just, that she was wakes, up, she wakes up every day saying, I don't know what happened. How did it become Tuesday? I mean, what am I going to cook today? I mean, I just, <laughs> oh, I don't know. yes. I and agree. Malarkey just sells his food. Yes. He does. He's he selling his food before he's cooking his food. So, Correct. following one of the mo- more recent episodes, when they did the preview, they did for the rest of the season and they had that fight of him or Padma saying to him do you want to go home yeah and he looks like he's about to say yes obviously it could very well be a misdirect but I said to myself I'm choosing between the two of them I actually think Malarkey is maybe if not better a more consistent chef better chance of getting points with him yeah but I said well but I don't know what episode that is and for all I know he just volunteers to go home next well and here's here's a question for you as seasoned reality tv show creators how much of someone who's just such a good talking head of him do you then kind of want to keep around as long as possible? Obviously, producers don't affect the actual outcome. No, but there is there is a, a fight in the room sometimes because you you want to keep that talking head, like sound bites, sell those promos, sell those you know, teases. Right. And you can't teach that. People are good at it or they're not. Truly, you can you can produce. You can coach it over a season, but it takes some time. Yeah. Well, also, I don't know. It might might be like a mislead because Malarkey doesn't seem like somebody. No, no, no it's a complete mislead up. because you slap at the end of that shot. Like, there's three frames of that where he's about to say something. Like, you, and there's something coming here. We've also seen the evidence of him not being too shy about trying to throw somebody under the bus. That's true. Also, like, doesn't he just want to go to Italy and wear all his weird hat? Oh, completely. So, so, to just give up. 
Yeah, to just give up <laughs> randomly, be like, oh, you know what, this isn't for me, I'm out. He is no. fire in a different yeah, way. Yeah, but my takeaway all the same was that he doesn't actually say that he's gonna resign himself from the show, but he's gonna lose anyway that week. Oh, you think like, that was like a loser speech? Yeah, I think it was like he's getting sent home anyway. That was my take. Because that would make a good TV. Let's talk about what they did this week. Guys, what was your, what we usually like to do is we say, are you in or are you out on the challenge? Let's quickly just, you talked about the challenge, but just to really recap, and Naka is this amazing female chef sushi restaurant here that I've still never been to. And I've lived here for 112 years because you literally can never get a table because there's, I think. It's probably 10 seats. Eight or eight 10, 10 tables. Seats, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane, but like it's like it's, two star Michelin, so in eight seats or ten seats. I want to say it's on the west side of town. Yeah, so Nikki and Carol are not effing around. Let's put it that way. When you're talking <laughs> about precision cuts and shell bits, so it was basically how do you do this six course progressive Japanese thing where everyone does the dish, it's a tasty menu. But I want to talk about what you think about that challenge, and then I want to get into what Melissa did and how she assigned the how does she assign these places because there's some. She's not dumb, your player. She's no, not she's dumb. Not dumb. I, not, much like our player was well, I thought it was a very smart challenge because everything, it, it was all about... Pairing down. Pairing down, simplification, mm -hmm. which, you know, this whole run is all about as, you know, standing out. Yeah, yeah. So I, think, I think, you know, simple is more is, was, was a big part of this challenge, which a lot of these chefs sometimes can, you know, it can be a big... Yeah. Hurdle. Yeah. Well, you, a lot you of cover your mistakes with yes, layering the flares or yeah. flavors, you know, or adding another ingredient. So when you can't, you know, nothing to hide behind. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So they this have, is, yeah. They have take on I have show. an alternative take, although I like this take and yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way. I, though I was I thinking about the idea that part of being a chef, I like the idea about in being a chef that you can cover your mistakes. Like that's attractive to me and it makes, cooking more accessible and it makes yeah. it more fun and yeah. it makes right your end product's going to be better because you can pivot you can fix things you can make them better but i do like the idea of that of i mean yes i mean this is not the, the like, final challenge this is sort of a, a next like can you prepare something that is super simple and you know execute it at the same level, if somebody's going to bust your balls if you don't. Yeah. But well, the, the ironic gross. part is, in doing that, these people have literally trained their entire lives and mastered very, very specific skills that even right. the best chefs in the world have no shot at. So he like, Dave these, felt like it was unfair. So I think it's an a, unfair kind of like hurdle to throw. To, to such a steep, like it was definitely a weeding out. Yes, I think it was, more, of, I think yeah. it was much more difficult. Like, yeah, than I've seen in a long time. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. So I feel like every season there are a couple of these that come around the six or five people mark before we get too deep into the finals, where I like to call them chainsaw challenges because they're just like in the horror movie where the big chainsaw goes across everyone and some people duck and some people don't, and it completely just reorders the lineup as we saw. That's what happened. Like two, yeah. two our two tops were in the bottom. Yeah. Right. No, no. That's I think I happened. think as an overall challenge, this was designed to have more failures yeah. than successes. Yes. But I will add just one additional point, which is normally- And they're all stars. Yeah, remember that normally too. when they throw those challenges at people, at least everyone's on equal footing because they oh, still have bad. the same, well, yeah, but they still have the same difficult, unfair challenge. Here, yeah. they were all assigned very different things. And so they 
Some had it. Don't you think it was equally difficult? An additionally more challenging who, who, thing. What was the but it was thing also thing. a very niche sort of right. Right, they had done this because they had to. They had to follow a progressive menu that a lot of these chefs have like spent if, their whole careers trying to establish this progressive menu, and then yeah. these chefs are like, "Do this." Yeah, but some people threw it out the window. Like Gregory, the pretended like he was following this rule and then like he yeah large like, part well, that's, what I was, too. that's what i was and, gonna ask do you think that they played fair in terms of did they work together cohesively they didn't get dinged for not no at the end of the day it, like it, was it would have been too complicated story-wise to do so right. i think that that could have been in the mix in story and then, meetings and then just right. thrown out it just right. it would have been too convoluted you're saying thrown out in the edit like it might have actually been talked about yeah huh just too, too hard to keep up. Do you line. feel like that happens in shows too, like this, where you would actually, you would have, as when you're on set producing, you would want to talk about, you would encourage all these kind of different avenues, knowing you're probably not going to keep all of them? Yeah, but, you oh. have to, because you don't necessarily know where it's going to fall out. And so you have to cover all of your bases. Um, and it could have been something that was talked about at the judges' table as well. But then yeah. what are you really going to focus on? And like, what is, what is someone going to get sent home for? And right. so then, then you have to follow like the level of the cook. And when, you, you know, when you're putting the show together and edit, do you sometimes work backwards then from? Yes, completely. Yes, totally. You do, right? You're yeah. like, here's what actually happened. And now we're going to work yeah. backwards. Yeah. It's actually, that's one of the most common ways to work when, when, in edit because you have to boil it down to like the most true concept. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what the end result is, but you have right. to build towards that. You, you can't do it the other way. Right, so Stephanie wins and you're like, okay, let's build her a hero's journey in reverse. Right. This is where she gets her character. And also not making it like, like she's going to win. Right. Although Karen's lines were a bit heavy handed throughout. So yeah. the powerlifting montage, is that what you're talking about? That was, that was, that <laughs> I mean, that was, that was amazing actually. I mean, that was amazing. And again, that was from, that was not from this episode. That was from whenever they did it. Like that was right. not the morning of the Japanese challenge. She was not out there beasting it out. That could have been whatever, but that's where you save those gems and Game you literally put them on a note card and go, okay, the one where she goes home, we're going to put this at the top. We're going to save that for the Olympian episode. Okay. You're going to power lift. Why? Like, shut up. She's a beast. But, but power this is the episode that everyone got a haircut. That was really nice. You know, like, she like noticed every, everybody every, got three, every three episodes, you get like a trim a or trim like a, a fade. And so this was. Well, well, no, it's in, I was going to say, it plays in the Last Chance Kitchen. In Last Chance Kitchen, there was definitely a time jump because she has a very bright, new, fresh pink. Yeah, was, so there was, was some day break in shooting the actual episode in Last Chance Kitchen. It was a fresh coat. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about what they actually made. This was, well, actually, sorry, really quick. Um, they go to the Coliseum. They start cooking. We like to do a little thing called the whiskiest move of each episode, meaning like, what does someone do that's crazy? To me, this episode's whiskiest move was Padma's new bangs. What were those? I, I think thought they were, they were very much. I mean, she was like, we, we actually, we, we both, we both commented on her hair during the quick fire. I'm like, damn. I mean, she was Barbarella. Oh, her hair was. Me too. I am doing a Padma um, homage called "My Hair Was in French Braids All Day," and now I just let it out. You're mer mermaid. Thanks. Okay, so let's talk about the dishes. Let's do nom or not. This is going to be interesting. No, I, I think there's two clear dishes that I would have really wanted. Oh, to I'm sorry. No, I skipped Three. ahead. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. We're going backwards real quick. Melissa gets to pick who does what dish. And I felt this was, besides Gregory's 
total shock draft of his restaurant wars team to which me, turned out to be brilliant i felt like this was very telling how she how she picked whose dish was what and by that i mean and this is just me reading in things i like to do she gave Voltajo the appetizer that was nice yeah that was a, like a, he's gonna kill an appetizer that's right. literally what he makes is a moose bush cruise food right. so right. Like, she likes yeah. him fine right she gives malarkey the soup why maybe just because he's bold flavors and they said that you had to be subtle throughout yeah boom she gives karen flame grilled i think that was just like an equal solid like you seem like you can do stuff with fire. yeah but just going so no, i think but karen going out. back to the, the conversation about like trying to master something like that mm-hmm. she actually got the hardest dish of all karen? because hers sure. was the simplest for sure and like those little chicken skewers that they do in japan she, yeah she had, she had to cook something in a way that she's not used yeah to, any of them are used to cooking but that brings me to what i think is well one she picked steam because she knew she had that her mom's pudding she knew she had that pudding in the bag so like obviously right. she starts with there and everything falls out from that to me she totally boned gregory with the rice thing on purpose you pick the strongest person and you give them what you think is the hardest for them right right and like i guess she could have really boned gregory if she gave him the grill the, the grill one that he would be really he's very good at grilling isn't he Oh, he's yeah, he's a great griller. Oh. But to be clear, if Gregory lost this week, mm-hmm. we would not all be here right now. Oh, I would throw it in the towel. Yeah, he said, if Gregory got out for rice, I'm going to not do the podcast and video show anymore, and I'm going to not watch the show anymore, which happens at least once a season where we hit a point where he says, if this happens, I will not do this anymore. I've quit. Best. I'm never going to watch the show again. Yeah, which is hilarious because you've never threatened their marriage ever. No, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> if Gregory is out, I will cut off my man bun. Well, that's fun. Well, he has a man I, I don't. I don't think your daughter would enjoy it. Look at how beautifully fans up like this. Sometimes. I don't know if you heard our intro. But I used to have a beard, and the second I, sh- I shaved it off, my daughter. Oh no! What's happening? What happened? Your daughter? What? Very. Oh no! Come back. I was just saying that. Oh. Say it again. I'll say it again. Well, my I used to have a beard and I shaved it off. And my daughter freaked out. So don't cut off the man bun. Don't I, do it. I've never seen, you guys know the, this, his face without a beard. I've never seen his top lip. He might not have one. I took it pretty low this, this last time. Oh, boy. Okay, moving us forward. And then she gave Stephanie the dessert. I don't think that was a fuck you. Like, I think. No, if anything, like she the, was given that. You have the most leeway with the dessert, I feel like. Um, yeah. Our number one fan said he would have gone with beef over duck. I, I do think that was, I think duck was an ambitious choice when you don't know no, what it is. Hundred percent. I think Duck was the worst. I mean, aside from Why her, did she, did she think it was right Japanese? She didn't know where she was going to be. I think something. so. I think. I mean, choosing something that's already hard to cook in any circumstance because it's on this show. Yeah, like people have gone down for duck over yeah. and over duck and over again, and to pick well, it duck. to cook it in a way you've never cooked before. Yeah, is. Like, like she, Karen. yeah, well, that's Japanese. true. She screwed herself a bit there too. Yeah, she chose a very temperamental meat to cook. Like, it, it could have gone either way very, very easily. And yeah. I don't know. She, I think she, her downfall was choosing something to cook that Too was just the technique even the harder for her to to deal with. In like, in she couldn't have done she didn't understand to begin with. Does chicken fly in Japanese cuisine? Yeah, the oh, yakitori. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Uh, yakitori. Forty yeah, years. She should have played it safe. Yeah, she could have exactly. done a chicken, a beef. She could have done a fish. She Duck is just like very temperamental. Yeah, 
Also, so people like you gotta get that skin. So right let's run that. through then what, what we touched on some, but let's run through. So Brian V with the app did scallop avocado tomato dashi caviar. Yeah, give me that. I like yeah. that. Looks yeah, delicious. Great. I mean, that was also that like was he. The yeah, there was in. no way he wasn't gonna nail that. That's just sort of his. He's great with knife work. He has great technique. Yeah. He's great precision. He sweats everywhere and this he mops was it up. Elevated cruise food. He nailed it. Uh, they loved it. <laughs> the, the judges loved it. It was obviously the judges were so a bunch of Olympians who Dave knew them all. And then uh, what's her name? Who's I mean, I forget from Food and Wine, who I love. And then the knockouts were like, we're gonna tell you what's actually like. They yeah. would let everyone talk first and be like. So no, this is what they do. You often with the athletes because they bring this happens quite a bit. The athletes are they amazing. They bring on the athletes and they've never tasted anything like. They're this like, before. what is this soup just, that you pour into this thing? I was just gonna life. say, I was like, oh, baby. I love, I love yeah. them all. I know. They're like, like, this Kelly one was Clarkson hot and too. smushy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were the voice of the people, and then Snob Snob City was like, um, I mean, it's not snobby to say you got a shelf. That sucks. Slash, you're the judge of a food show. You're supposed to judge the food. Oh no, I meant the knockouts, but yes. Malark said the soup, dashi, celery root, squash, squash and sprout, spot prawn. Can't speak. I would eat that. Restraint is not his strong suit. It looked good. The technique was off. Temperature was off. Right. All off. I was actually kind of impressed that he was able to tone himself down. I agree. I also wanted to know how, if, if he didn't cut the shrimp right, like, what is the right way to cut shrimp? Because mm. now I want to do it. I don't think it was the shrimp they were calling. It was, it was, it was like it was the, uh, the, veg- the vegetables. Yeah, the, the, vegetables. the vegetables. The vegetables. The vegetables. A bunch of grown-ups drinking liquids, trying to have a nice time. Okay, the kids are asleep. Knock wood. It's almost one o'clock on the East Coast. Give us some patience. Guys, I know. You guys, thank you. Melissa, I would say our girl, but she's your girl. But this is why I was getting stressed and Dave kept reminding me, yeah, chill like, out. If she goes home, this is great. I, I mean, I think she she made an ambitious choice, but also something that she was... Comfortable with. She's comfortable no, with, but also yeah. not comfortable cooking in a large setting. So she, right. you know, it was... Well, everyone has their caveats when they're cooking. They're like, I love making this dish, but I've never done it for 13 middle. I've like, done it for me and my mom. Well, so what do you think of the F up with the crab? It was then revealed later that Padma also had crab. Yeah, she, she held was back keeping she that to herself Melissa. until the very end. Oh, really? Oh, she was safe. She had the shell. So Melissa is very detail-oriented. Is this just inevitable that there's just, you cook with crab and there's going to be crab shell? Or was she not on a competition? I mean, I think it's a it's a rush job because it is, yeah. it is very yeah. likely. But if right. you have the time you to know, pick she... the crab, I mean, I gotta tell you, I make, and this is not for you, but I make you know some soups with some neck bones, and I have to make sure my kids don't choke on a neck bone. You know, you I don't. I have to show her what a neck bone looks like, and I say, you you put this in your mouth and you take it out. You know, <laughs> you you can't. Can't have the neck bone. Enjoy Mackey House. Every woman both, for themselves. It sounds and both delicious and yeah, very exciting. <laughs> oh, sorry. We are, we are all CPR certified in this house. I mean, uh, don't call you know child protective services on me, but like you have to be really careful. I mean, fair. Uh, I skipped over Karen because it made me sad for you guys. Tea smoked grilled duck with roasted and fresh grapes, and then the tea because the grill wasn't working and they wanted crisp and they wanted it to be precise and there wasn't enough action sorry acid and it was missing the unctuousness meat friends what does that mean what's unctuous like a umami yeah like it, it needed yeah. to have like a when you have the oh. skin and the fat like grilled like against the the muscle you're gonna get wow. kind of like this umami <laughs> flavor like throughout 
and right. it was more like, like steamed. Like I get like the chicken, and, the, the yeah, good chicken. Flaccid. This thing's flaccid. It's like a meat happy place. She went home for flaccid duck. Everyone. She don't care. Uh, Gregory Mates. Okay, am I dumb? I thought literally his dish was rice. I, I mean, it could have been. Yeah. He chose to like take over some soup section as well, which I didn't understand. It was also like it was like three soups in a row. Well, it wasn't supposed to be soup. Yeah. I know. Hers was not supposed about. to be soupy. When the Olympians started calling it soup, I was like, she's boned. Only malarkey followed the rest of the soup. I know. This is like the opposite of last week, because last week they were like, why didn't I get any eggs? And now they're like, oh, it's are like, why didn't we get any eggs? It's effing brunch. Okay. <laughs> Gregory, uh, not enough flavor. And Greggy, when Greggy, he's a perfect, so he and Melissa are the best chefs because they are the two most perfectionists. And when yeah. he knew, like, when he was like, I'm not going home for raw fish, it was like, oh like the most expressive he's ever been so when he was like insulted enough it was like to feed to feed city yeah. also yeah. just breaking some salt on the top on the way out what are you doing like it i know that's work. not what you do it doesn't work that it way it won't work it he wouldn't already work at had all. the salt of daikon it wasn't enough he was hoping that that would that would cover up the lack of salt but he seaweed. couldn't go, go yeah it's bad hopes died pretty fast on this show the fact yeah. of the matter is, it was still good. They they still actually liked it. I do think that was, oh, and look, let me ask you guys. Obviously, you have to misdirect and edit sometimes, too. And you have to get way more comments and actually make it so that you have some kind of control. Obviously, they still have to be based in reality. But yeah, you can, you can play up a moment where you yeah. have every every chef is second-guessing their dish. So you're going to have those bites. And then you have the judges being like, this is good. I wish I had a little more salt. And you just use the, I mean, I a little more salt. In retrospect, with... All the other failure, like yeah, un, like under seasoning, like salt, like salt is such a subjective. Right. It actually, you know, every every show has its own edicts for like how much they're gonna breadcrumb through yeah. to the surprise or give you a trail as a viewer to follow to what the reveal is. Because or sometimes misdirect. they want it to be yeah, the misdirect versus yeah. like it's like the, a formula. They want the viewer to be part of this ride. And right have a sense of control right you know and so like it is the executive producer who kind of has like that style stamp on it right um i think for this show obviously they want to have those few bites to let you know what's going on but i don't i don't know there was, it seemed a slightly stretched yeah yeah at some points well, I mean, look, there was four people on the bottom this week, which doesn't usually happen. They, there was no. no middle. Like, I thought there'd be a middle. There was no middle. Middletown was zero. And usually with six, there's still a middle. It's two, maybe three, one, and some other. Like, it right. wasn't like that. So that was like a, that was a move. That they, oh, yeah. Or it's just a move. But they, I think that was also the design of the challenge because it was such yeah. a, like, this style of cooking has to be very precise. Right, there is no middle in this style of cooking. There was going to be more right. winners. That, I think it was designed yeah. to create more losers yeah. then winners to, yeah. to yeah. you know you know we're getting to the you know the end of the roads so you have to like you know you and think you're good others. you're not yeah. that good yeah right. this this challenge in, in to people who have never even been on the show before will be freaking brutal it'll be right. brutal just uh, go back to my previous point gregory got sent home for rice had he practiced that rice he left. would be world class he didn't right, have the right, benefit right. of practicing right. for 30 years right and right. then and then the last dish which brings us right into the winner is i mean you can count probably on this many fingers how many times a dessert has won and this is a whole thing on top chef where a dessert 
It's oh, very rare. sends people home. Dessert send so. people home way more than that dish yeah. will win, which isn't a dig or a knock on the rest of the dishes, but like, I, from my seat, those lemons look real sloppy. They didn't look good. I would have given Gregory the dessert. I don't know why she gave Stephanie the dessert, actually. That's interesting. That, that would have actually hurt. That was actually a bone Maybe she Stephanie, threw her a bone because she was like, no, I don't know. And also that was benefited Gregory that he didn't have to do it. So that she could have swapped that. Oh, interesting. I thought the Gregory thing was nephew. So Stephanie made panna cotta with yuzu curd and orange granita. I mean, I'll eat that. Give it to me. When I was in preschool, I had my first birthday party and my mom made oranges with orange sherbet in them, but she left them in the freezer too long. So there's a video of my like fourth birthday party and it's a bunch of girls sitting around a table with plastic spoons and these frozen solid orange sherbets and <laughs> hammering away at the, at the sherbet trying to eat it. My mom's like in the corner being pissed and we're like, it's good. We can't get into it. This was like the opposite because it was like, maybe like had, well, it was interesting because it was the second panna cotta of the episode. Right. Yes. The person who made the shitty one went home. But uh -huh. yeah. uh, we also wanted to talk about a very quick about that segment. When all the Olympians kept talking about Looking forward to going to Tokyo. About that. Yeah. So okay, we have to rush to the ending because we have to get our last chance kitchen people in. So the dangerous dessert course, elimination times. Top group, our girl Stephanie with the lemons. Give her the gold medal. Delicious. And then are we surprised by Voltaggio winning the silver medal? No. No. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Stephanie, Stephanie was the surprise of the episode. And Voltaggio found the loopholes and finding something that yeah. was true enough to the challenge. Right. Because again, he, he does his own thing. If he but likes the challenge, he sticks to it. If not, yeah. he just makes other crews food. He's very technically sound. And that's his advantage here. Yeah. Is he yeah. doesn't always follow the yeah. challenge, but he's very, very technically sound. Bottom group, Karen, Gregory, Melissa, Malarkey. The loser was Karen. I'm sad for her. I love her. I'm glad for us because she's not on our fantasy team. But you know what? She has chances in Last Chance Kitchen, but we're going to get into that with the Last Chance Kitchen people. Um, the real loser, the Olympics and America and the world. Yeah. That's the real loser of this episode. That's yeah. We were watching the whole episode and then like, we're going. Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. Like, I won. No, you didn't really. Uh, and you're, maybe she'll get to go next year. I was thinking, do they yeah, just still so. let her go to Tokyo? I don't know. Just give her a ticket. She has a nice husband. Let them go to Tokyo. Yes. Has she not gone? She That's correct. She wants to go. Oh, let's go. Let her go when she chooses to go, and everything. We'll the producers well, okay, of the show are watching, now. which is like 50 50. We'll call, point. we can call Bravo, yeah, and we'll let them know. Just, and just put some words out. You guys, play Tokyo. Tokyo. the competition is now very fierce because yeah. we have two players, we have three. It's getting really down to the wire. I guess four people are going to the finals, we think. So it's going to oh, be wow, really? And as and far as chance kitchen, for there's only three episodes left. And as far as prize, we think that it should just be we have to postmate or caviar, whatever the winners. Top Chef food from their city for a dinner. Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, I like that. I like that. Don't worry, you'll be doing it first when we win. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thank yeah. you. Okay, we're gonna say we're gonna you. Bye, Katie and Alden. We're saying hello to our last chance correspondents. We love you. We love you. We love, love you guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. To look, the end of this episode was crazy. It was Bonkers Town. Stephanie won, and it was Bonkers Town that Karen won. But Karen is no stranger to Last Chance Kitchen. Okay, what did you say, Noelia and Mark, that Karen is a stranger to Last Chance Kitchen? Or what's happening? Hold time. Bye. It was like being there. Hi, guys. Welcome to rushing through the end of the show because we talked too much. Guys, Last Chance Kitchen. The worst possible week. We were going to bring so you on to talk, talk about, about last week's Last Chance Kitchen and this week's, but I feel like we have to just skate through last week's to get to this week's because we didn't know, we don't know what they're doing. What are they doing here? What's happening? 
Like, there's 40 minutes of content. What's going on? The whole episode was 44 minutes. Hit us with yeah. the hot takes of what, what do you think about the structure of what's going on? Did you expect this to be the last episode of Last Chance Kitchen? I mean, I had a feeling they were going to throw in, you know, some some twists and turns at the end. I feel like yeah. they're trying to make Last Chance Kitchen um, okay. a little okay. more interesting, yeah. you know, which okay. is great. Um, yeah, so this time around, um, as we all know, um, Karen left because of her sad duck. Okay. Challenge. Did um, you, do you agree that this was too ambitious to cook the duck? Like, do any other protein? What are you doing up in there? If you need to times? do it perfect, duck is not the way to go. Yeah, like, why didn't she do, like, pork or beef moment? I don't know. I think you guys love meat. I don't know why. I just thought yeah. she had duck. I don't know. They didn't even go to Whole Foods. Who knows what's going on? Yeah, that's true. Um, she, yeah, I feel, Karen, I'm sort of, I'm on her team this season. She's just had such an insane ride and she's just Power like, lifter. don't F with her. Oh my God. I love that segment. That was amazing. What? She is a Russian power lifter. Yeah. yeah. Don't F with Karen. Yeah. Um, so it's her against Kevin, who is the reigning Last Chance Kitchen King. Can you give us the one liner because we missed because just life? He sl- did he slaughter Leanne? Like we literally didn't even watch that one. What happened with Leanne? He did not. So it was a um, egg episode, which was really exciting because I- Oh, no vindication. I need to watch this just for my own personal edification. Three kinds of eggs. Three kinds of eggs, which uh, was just- I, She has a brunch episode. She has a brunch rep- restaurant. Yeah. Well, it was really funny because when she came on, um, uh, Ke- uh, Tom was explaining mm-hmm. that she went out on a brunch challenge and Kevin was like, Oh, I hate brunch. I was like, okay, dude. Well, this is okay, well, first makes, of all, he makes a lot of brunch food. Calm down. But yeah, all the desserts can be a brunch. Second of all, I just realized I might be in clips if they show her going out. Oh, gotta watch this episode. Go on, sorry. Yeah, you do. So they had to make three perfect, um, a perfect fried egg, perfect omelet, and perfect ooh. hollandaise. That's really ooh. Mm-hmm. We can do a perfect omelet. You can do a perfect omelet. I can eat your perfect omelet. Go on. I love to watch people do that. Like that, Leanne was yeah. saying that like the egg. Yeah, it's a great tell of like a, a good chef, which is which is fun to watch. Um, and they both did really, they both did really well, I think. Oh, so this was a very close decision. This was not a slaughter by any means. That's why she looked so effing sour when they showed the peanut gallery. She legit. Oh yeah. Well, she also like sliced her finger open while she was cooking the hollandaise. And like Tom was at her station and he, and she sliced her finger and she was like, medic, bandaid, medic. And you're like, why are you yelling at Tom to get you a bandaid? Like, what are you doing? Oh, you guys, she She's is, she is the yeah. Murphy's Law of Top Chef. She's she a what? Top. She's Murphy's Law of Top Chef. Mom almost crumbs. Has a baby <laughs> on the mountain. Like, no, no more for you. Stop coming back to the show. I know. No. And she's always so sweaty and tired. Oh, like, time to go. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so it, came, it came down to like the hollandaise sauce, I think. Tom just preferred. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it, but it was really close. Was she just bleeding and salty when she left? Yeah, pretty much. But, it, you know, it was, it was time. It had that earthy flavor. There is no world where Kevin's not beating her, though, even with the brunch challenge. I don't know. No, no definitely not. He's a beast. He's if we a have beast. time, we can talk about my theories about Top Chef Kitchen, but I don't think we do. Well, we got to rush a little yeah. bit. So did you expect a 40-minute two-part involving the chefs on the show? You know, we have six chefs left, or we did, five. Last Chance Kitchen, or what is going on? What were the thoughts there? It, yeah, it was intense. They essentially created a, a tournament in Last Chance Kitchen. Brought back. Um, so basically, Kevin beats Karen, and then Tom tells Kevin that 
not so fast, you don't get back in the competition. Do you want to see your challengers and in walk the you know, top chef? Yeah. Did you think he was going to beat Karen? Those dishes looked good. I would have eaten the shizzle out of both well, yeah. of them. I thought it was anyone's anyone's game, the tea right. thing. Yeah, I think the tiebreaker is that Kevin's probably the better chef and the producers want him back more. But, well, yes, but you, they can't actually make Tommy make that decision. No, but he gets that too. He's a very smart man. He's a producer as well. And the producer of the show, he gets it. Yeah, I mean, yikes. She was pissed. She's she, out of, she was out of I also think she was ready to go, don't you? She kind of, she lost the fire yeah, in the end. She was mentally and physically spent. Yeah, for sure. But was, she had a fresh pink dye job, so I think there was at least a couple of days off in between the last one. Tokyo her pink was her. popping. Yeah, much yeah. more fresh than in the Sad Duck episode. I know, that's true. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe she gave, she gave herself a moment to like zhuzh up and get back into it. I'm but, uh, In the end, uh, the tea challenge went to Kevin. Um, and murky. What? The flavors were murky, but like Kevin it's made hibiscus, like it was, you, you, you know, you could see the tea basically. Yeah. So, I was sort of just like a little snoozeville on the challenge just cause like, I don't know, cooking with tea to me doesn't, it's not really that. Yeah. Honestly. And, and like from a producing standpoint, as someone who makes content too, you know that like they are picking these a little bit on the fly, like based on the challenge and how they went out, but like they should have right. done a duck one or something. I don't know. Yeah. I guess that was I, cool to do a table of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Fine. Okay. So when they roll in with the other judges or the other contestants, chef contestants, what did you think about obviously the tournament is him picking, you think, the three losers just to be like, let me just barrel through you and come back in. And who did he end up picking to compete against and why? Um, I thought, yeah, I thought he was gonna just go straight up, okay, Stephanie, Marky, let's go. Def- yes. Malarkey, Stephanie, and who was who's like the next one you think Altasia. Altasia. Who I mean, Like I wouldn't well, have guessed then, even that you'd pick him. All right. Well then you end up with Gregory. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. So you pick Malarkey, Stephanie, and Altasia. Okay. Yeah. The Malarkey, it was funny with Malarkey. Malarkey was like, yeah, I'm a wild card. I know. That's fine. Like I get it. Let's do this. Let's have some wild, fun. Wild card, sure, sure, sure. And they had to make risotto. Yeah. Which is, as everyone knows, you know, the potential yeah, the death of yeah. many a Top Chef contestant. Yeah. Um, and as suspected, Malarkey blew that. He <laughs> definitely has ADD. And yet gets to stay that. in the show. So did you think for a second, like we did, that that was going to be one of them going out to trade places? What's that? Did you think for a second that it was going to be one of them trading their spot to Kevin? Yes, uh, I was nervous. Well, I don't even know quit the show. Dave is very hot on yeah. quitting the show at any time. At, he, at the drop <laughs> of the hat, he's like, we're not going to do the podcast. No, just, we're not doing it. There's just boundaries. There's red lines that you can't cross. You can't take right. someone out in the slide competition. Can't you, though? Can't you? No, that's insane. Okay. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Okay, so he, he blazes through malarkey, and then I'm waiting for him to pick Stephanie. Still doesn't. And she's sitting there like, oh, God. He's, yeah. I she's standing on me. I'm second to worst. Yeah. Yeah. And he picks Voltaggio because I guess they have like a previous rivalry from their okay. season. Okay. But do you think it was because he's like, I beat Malarkey, I will now lose to Voltaggio and save Stephanie? No, I think he, he said like, um, that there was like some previous, you know, uh, he and he, Brian had like some friendly competition or something from a previous season, I think. Um, no. D-swing, I understand. And they had to make funky soups, which was yeah. really exciting. That is, a good, that is a good challenge. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. When they busted out like the funky ingredients, I was like, oh, 
Like, in fairness, Kevin's was much, much likes... funkier and I'm not based on Saloni. No. If they were both good, he should have won. I forgot they were. what Meltonio's was. He did Kevin's like a curry, so delicate oh, squash, which not is funky, not that bro. funky. Blue yeah. cheese and a kale soup. Funky. What are you even doing with your life? He puts some anchovy, anchovy oil on top. That was his, yeah, that was his like out. You know, when you're on a cruise, it. you don't want anything to get too funky. He's always he's trying to find principles though. To, he's, he doesn't get it. And Brian just dumped every funky ingredient that he found into, who's Brian? Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot to say, Shane, in the actual episode, what about when Malarkey called Brian Voltaggio Michael just to get in his head, just to F with him? And I don't he, remember that. He did oh, yeah, it happened. And he was like, what? <laughs> oh, it was the micro shopping. They do go to Whole Foods. Yeah, well, that'll do it. That'll definitely do it. Right. Uh, Mark, if you had to eat one of those soups under duress, which one would you have eaten? Uh, the one that didn't have cheese in it, probably. Correct. I don't want cheese soup either. And I like cheese. Have you had French onion soup? Do you want blue cheese in a kale soup? I don't yeah, know. that thing he put together was... <laughs> I don't even would, call the soup. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to get a whiff of it and yeah, you know, sample it. But... Uh, Eat it. Yeah, the the other one was hard to have from eating it. Do you are you a curry person? Do you like curry? Oh yeah, for sure. Not Steph Curry, the soup. Okay. And um, are we surprised by the winner of this challenge then? Um, that it was Voltaggio. Yeah, Tom I, does not like curry. I think if Kevin's soup was disgusting. I think Kevin just went one step too far. I think he did too. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Tom does not yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think Plus, he from a TV standpoint, there's no way that they would have let him win after two. Also, did you see when Tom said, did you just put all of this in and like yeah. gestured to all of his weird stuff? Right. He disrespected the game yeah. and Colicchio didn't like it. Correct. So, yeah. Dad yeah. Tom runs a tight ship. And then we go to when he should have picked Stephanie. Yeah. And he asked who wants to volunteer, which was so fun. Uh, I love that. What Was it? Was he just yeah. like letting around? Was that the producers making him? I wonder if he like didn't want to make some anyone feel bad or what. Like I, the Johnson? It's unclear to me why he did that. This yeah. Last Chance Kitchen felt the most suspect to me in terms of the uh, invisible of the head, Yeah, that's what I was. It just didn't okay. feel genuine to me. And Our number one fan is obsessed with Stinky Soup and just said Stinky Soup's noms. <laughs> you're the man. You're I, one. I agree with you. Oh, this guy loves stinky soups. It's true. Yikes. Okay, so he asked for volunteers, and who did he get? So, I, well, it was more like no one was saying anything. Maybe oh, that was like volunteer? an edit. Well, it was just quiet, and then Gregory was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it, guys. Because he's go. safe. And then do you, what was Kevin, what do you think was the exact, like, who did Kevin think was going to volunteer? Not Melissa. Hard to say. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that he I'm really came. I'm with you, Mark. This is this yeah. yeah and then what but was that sort of felt like it, it kind of felt like exciting so i was like does anyone know what's going on right now you know there's, and there's camera guys kind of fun yeah um so then they have to so tom chooses fruits and nuts and okay. the dough so they both decide okay. to make a dessert and gregory makes these like really fun sounding rice balls boiled rice balls and yeah. a fruit salad with some uh nitrogened berries which i actually thought looked delicious cold coconut milk fruit soup with mm -hmm. rice dumplings i'm here for yeah. the dumplings i'm happy to be adventurous with my savory courses but first dessert i want something that's straightforward i want a tried and true pear and walnut cobbler the cobbler straight yeah. up mascarpone business they looked messy but i would eat them yeah kevin, you're not going to beat kevin in like comfort food southern desserts the end forever 
Well, they yeah. were both making covers. So that. going into this, well, so obviously Kevin won, but Gregory doesn't care. Going into, you get to pick three people, go head to head, and you're coming back if you win. Not, what's your over under on like, did you assume Kevin was going to win? Kind of. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. just like, been killing it. Like, yeah. He, like, it's not it just felt like the more logical plot point uh, right which is why i would, would have bet even here. more strongly that he was going to come back is that the idea of lance chef's kitchen is getting to return to the competition right they were not going to not have him come back okay so what we understand is there's three episodes left there is michael's in santa monica so there's one more california episode there's now six chefs again mm-hmm. excuse me then there's luca and parma which are the finales so we need to go from six to one in three episodes, which if we're going to game this out is someone's going home next week. Could two people be going home next week? Yeah, you think there's going to be a quick fire? We don't want to fly you all to Italy. You got to go. To to we got to, we're beating a pandemic, which is, we can't pay for it all. Right. So you are at the door, people. <laughs> so you think two people might go. So that means the four go to Italy, but you still have that one that crumps right before the finale where they always just like, Thanks for coming. You get to cook the quick fire and you're not going to actually be in the finale. And then there's three. Yeah. And they yeah go when two is Malarkey going home? Next time? Is it just That's me? the number one question to wrap things up. Yeah. How do we get rid of Malarkey? They he's not going to Italy. They can't fly that guy overseas. He's you think a, maybe he'll quit just to save Gregory? Thanks, America. I mean, he's yeah. got to make some kind of street tacos for the San Diego people. They need him. They miss him. There's 22 restaurants. Isn't Malarkey yeah. Latin for a whale's vagina? <laughs> I believe that's San Diego. Oh, right, 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 right. You guys, uh, here's the deal. Because it's going to get hairy and there is no more Last Chance Kitchen, we still need you back to actually talk about Real Time's Kitchen probably very soon, especially when we get to Italy because I know how you feel about Italian meats and all meats, Amelia, so. And they get to talk to Dario um, Ciccini. Is that his last name? Who, who, has, who in this panel has personal experience with? Dario? Yeah. You do? No, you do. I thought he was at Daphne's wedding. He was. Well, I was in Rome, actually, when they were at Dario's. But I a correspondent. I literally thought this was the perfect setup because you freaking know dinner. this guy. Okay, well, you're going to need to call Daphne and tell her I need her on the show. I know him from my dreams. Actually, that's a great idea. Can Daphne be on the show? Let's just, we'll figure this out. Yeah, definitely. You guys, you guys let's just quick shout out. Subscribe to our channel. Give us five stars. Thumbs up. Give us five thumbs up. Give us five stars. We love you all. Um, we love you, number one fan, Mary Domains. And we can't wait to see you all next week. That's a so wrap. Things are really heating up. Things are said. just click it yeah. up all the way to high. Peace. Sizzling. Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.